Hello everyone, I'm here and it's before midnight. I really have to start doing these podcasts and these things during the day and I'm trying to get better. But as you know, if you've been following me, I have been keeping my schedule of Monday, Wednesday, Friday and Sunday. Now I just got to do better as far as the times Um, and I will, no doubt about it. This this new format that I put forth is Sundays is question time. I answer questions. None of you sent me questions, so I'm going to answer questions that are the big questions hanging um, in our society today. Um, I'm going to be reading from this book. This book right here is the book. As a matter of fact, I'm glad I dug it out because I need to go back and read some of it for my own self. I'm having some issues with anger, but the angry book by Theodore Isaac Rubin. And I'll be reading this next week. I'm going to be reading from the second part, which gives you the, the first part gives you why we have anger and why, how it functions. And the second part is like answers, solutions. Um... So, yeah, we'll do that. Untwisting, um, prophylaxis, and antidotes. That's the part I'm going to be reading from. The angry book. So, stay tuned for that. Um, Now, I had the questions that I had written down. And then I think the week after that, I'm going to do this one. I went to Jamaica uh, with my now ex-wife. And two, we had, there was a double wedding of one of my friends of 41 years got married. Um, they're still married and going strong. Thank goodness. All of us can't be divorced. Um, fight for freedom. I bought this book in one of the bookstores in Jamaica. Um, what I saw in Jamaica annoyed me like every place else annoys me. The poverty. I couldn't understand. Particularly, um, if you look at the Marley family, very wealthy family in Jamaica, all the siblings and the um, offspring of Bob Marley, they alone, and they do they do um, employ a lot of people in Jamaica from what I understand, but they alone have the power to end poverty in Jamaica, but they won't do it. So that annoyed me, but. What are you going to do? You can't force people. Now, let's get some water. The number one question is, what's going to happen to Israel and Palestine? And I did this in another video. I don't know if it was public or behind the paywall, but this one will be public, so you'll get it. Um... There's three outcomes, three possible outcomes. One, and the best one, is you get a two-state solution. Um, but when you get the two-state solution, you'll be very heavily dependent on Israel, Egypt, Jordan. The Palestinians would be heavily, heavily dependent. And probably the IMF, they'll be American and probably British. Um, and probably Saudi Arabian um, um, developers 
who will come in and rebuild it. Because remember, they're destroying all the properties, all the buildings. So Palestine will have to be rebuilt. It's a big boondoggle. Big time payments. And Palestine might not have to pay for it. Other countries might put the money in as long as their companies do the building. But that means that Palestinians will kind of just be there. Maybe they'll get some low-level jobs. Um, they may have to take out IMF loans and all of that. So that's the best case scenario. Palestine gets its own state. They have to rebuild. They have to do politics. You're not going to be able to do Hamas stuff. I don't know what their government is like. I don't know if Hamas is, 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 is good. I know they run hospitals and things like that. But you're not going to be able to govern yourselves as a theocracy. It's, it's just not in the 21st century, any century, to be honest with you. You're going to have to have um, some kind of broad ruled government, even in a small country like that. Um, to have an Islamic state, then you'll just what you'll have is you'll have an Islamic state if you do that with some Christians and Jews in it that you're going to treat like second class citizens. And that's not going to work. So it'll be kind of like a even if you, most of the people are Muslims, they will have some rules and laws around that. But the fundamental aspect of the state in the Palestinian state would have to be second. Okay, that's best case scenario. Uh, two, Israel takes over. It's a one state. It's Israel because Israel is more formed. It's it's put together. It's more organized. It's more funded. Let's be honest. By not just America, but mostly America. Um, it has the backing of Jordan. It has the backing of Saudi Arabia. It has the backing of these places. It doesn't get to live in the Middle East like that with all of these rich oligarchs around it and them not being a part of it or at least okaying it. So the Palestinian people, I'm starting to look and see, and yeah, if I'm wrong, you tell me, that they are kind of like the black people are here. Yeah, you know, you know, you like to fight for their rights and all that, but at the end of the day, they're treated like the stepchildren by other Arab and Persian countries. I could be wrong, but that's what it looks like. It's just looking from the outside. So you'll get an Israeli state. Palestinians will get rights, and then they will be like black Americans. They'll be second, third class citizens. They'll have the right to vote technically, all the official rights, but on the ground, in reality, they will be second, third class citizens. They'll be treated like it. They will always have mass unemployment, um, mass underemployment, mass poverty, and all those kinds of things. I think one thing that they would have over black people in the United States is that they still have a culture that's intact. They still know who they are. Um, they still have a culture that they hold. We had a culture that we held until 50 years ago with all of the assassinations. After all of the assassinations, 
and then crack cocaine came in on top of the heroin on top of the regular cocaine we just let go of everything we don't we don't have our culture's pathology now we have a culture of pathology we embrace pathology we think it's funny we think it's cool and we think we're strong for living through pathology so we honor it that's black culture I don't think the Palestinians will have that. So they'll probably be stronger if Israeli takes over all of it. It'll be one state. They'll have some legal rights and they'll probably be able to do a little more with it than we do. But they'll be second class. Uh, the third and the third and the most horrible situation is nothing changes. You have the West Bank, you have Gaza, you have Palestinian people living Without a state, Israeli people funding the worst parts of that to keep it destabilized and keeping the Palestinians from organizing, right? And the Palestinians aren't going to overthrow the people who are funding their hospitals in there. Because even if these people are bad, it's like... Back in the day when the when the drug dealers were doing, were giving out turkeys and Thanksgiving and helping pay people's rent and running basketball tournaments and all that kind of stuff like that. We all knew that they were destroying the neighborhood, but nobody else was coming in to give it to be an alternative. And if you weren't getting high. Then, you know, you were just benefiting. So. It, it, it'll it'll be. Like that, it'll continue. We'll continue to have this, and every four or five years, there'll be an outbreak like what we're seeing now. Um, and eventually, Palestinian people will disappear over time. You can't keep having these kind of wars where 10,000 people die, 20,000 people die, and then you have poverty, poison water, all the other things that goes into it, um, war especially when it's war on an ethnic group. So those are the three things. Those are the three solutions, the three outcomes that we would have. We'd have the two state, which would be the best outcome, but Palestinians would still struggle. You'd have the one state with Israel being the state, but Palestinians having legal rights, but no actual rights on the ground. Or we continue as it is one state, one unofficial state besides an official state which would be Israel and more drama more trauma more things like that that would be the answer to that another question that's been on my mind lately and I've been watching a lot of these YouTube things and you know thinking about it I need to put up all my volumes and thinking about it, I've been thinking, um, schools, one of the reasons I created the Connison Center, as I said, was to be an alternative to the school systems that miseducate and confuse. And I've done that. And I'm continuing to fill out the Connison Center and, pro and provide the materials you need to Educate yourself so that you can make thoughtful decisions 
and survive and actually live and not be abused. Some people like being abused. It's a personal preference. What can I say? All I could do is provide you the avenue to, to that you have an alternative now. For the first time, I ain't going to say I'm the only one doing it. But other institutions are coming along or, or, or are here. And old ones that were kind of dead and dormant are coming back again. So um, we're coming back again to offer you an alternative for the first time in 50 years um, for some communities. But an overwhelming number of parents are still choosing to send their children into schools that teachers denigrate them, disrespect them over things like their hair, skin color, force them into special ed when they don't do what you want them to do, um, will not allow them to defend themselves, sometimes physically abuse them, and with the school shootings, it's out of control. Um, I know there was a mass shooting every week at one point. I don't know if all of them happened at schools, but a large number was happening at schools. So that's what you're sending your children into. And the question has to be asked, do you care about your children? Do you care about them? Do you want them to live? Because if you want them to live, you don't just tell me, well, you know, I put a roof over their head. I put food in their mouth. Well, the system can do that. The system can do that. The American government can do that. Local government can do that. Um, social services can do that. Do you care about them enough to help them to develop and have a life And I'm not so sure parents do or not. I'm not a parent. I never became a parent because I never could bring a child into this madness. I never felt courageous enough or strong enough to do it. That's just me. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't figure out a way to do it. I would never, I just wouldn't be able to do it. Um, people in my family do it and hats off to them. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I couldn't do it. But I have young people in my family. I love them very much. Nieces, nephews, great nieces, great nephews. And I want them to um, live. And I want them to live with clean air, clean water, clean soil. I want them to live with good food, not poison. I want them to live with not, without lead in the water. I want them to live um, not depending on pharmaceuticals of any kind just to, to, to get through each day. And so I'm doing my part to create that kind of society. And you, and, and, but the question still is going to remain, if you're a parent, do you? And tell me why I'm off base if I am, how you show that you care, what are you doing to make sure they have a life um, and I know you're supposed to be asking me questions, but that's the question that's always in my head. 
Speaking of questions, I want you to send questions next Sunday. I will answer more questions. If you want to support the podcast, if you want to support me, you can um, hit the links, give directly, become a sponsor. Until next time, please take care of yourselves and be safe, be safe, be safe.